Coming at you live from the KTSW studios in San Marcos, Texas, this is Bobcat Radio. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to this freezing Friday morning edition of Bobcat Radio. I'm your host, Paxton Graff, and today I'm joined today by my producer, Giancarlo Cacho, and my co-host, Thomas Terry and Orlando Smart. Today is a special edition of Bobcat Radio, as it is our very first episode of February. Due to the freeze for the past few days, we weren't able to do Wednesday's episode, but we are here officially on February 3rd, our first episode of 2023 in February. So with that, we've got a fun-filled show planned for you today where we'll talk about some Bobcat and Rattler sports. But before we get into all of that, let's throw it to Thomas with a word from our sponsor. Twin Peaks Restaurant and Sports Bar is the sponsor of this broadcast of Bobcat Radio. Located on the northbound frontage road of I-35 at Guadalupe Street in San Marcos, Twin Peaks has bites, wings, burgers, sandwiches, and more. Info and menu at TwinPeaksRestaurant.com. Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Thank you, Thomas. And guys, let's just open it up real quick. How are y'all doing? And we've been bundled up in our rooms for the past few days. How are y'all doing? Oh, I'll take it. I mean, I was at Bobcat Village. I'm also an RA, so I had to take care of some freshmen, make sure that they were all, you know, staying safe and all that stuff. But, you know, we get through it. It's Texas. We're tough, so... Oh, yeah. We get through it. Yeah, I was staying warm, trying to stay warm. Was feeling for all the people that lost power and everything, but I was grateful to keep mine online. Yeah, thankfully. Yeah, same. Luckily, I didn't lose any power, really. And, uh, I mean, my dog hates it the most. So, I mean, he he hates going outside in the cold. And when it's wet, it's even more. It's double. So, we've really been staying in the house just, like, like, just trying to stay warm. Well, I'll tell y'all who's not doing good, and that's the Texas State men's basketball team, because last night they suffered yet again another loss, their 13th loss of the season, with an 82-63 loss against the number two ranked in the conference, Louisiana Raging Cajuns. And, uh, you know, in that game, Mason Harrell was his first game back, and he had 10 points, three rebounds, and two assists. But it was ultimately, ultimately Nigel Harris who led the way in points with 12 points. But, guys... Bobcats fall to eleven and thirteen overall and four and seven four and seven in conference. I mean, what what does y'all see? What what are y'all's thoughts right now? Well, playing out they suck. And that's all I can say about it. They have not been able to adapt well, losing Caleb Asbury and Isaiah Small and of course injuries will do that, uh, are not helping them as well. And I mean, if you're coming back and you only put ten points up, Mason Harrell, I know I get it, he's only five eight, but He's such a great floor general, and he's able to operate this team well, and he's done in the past. So coming up um, back from an injury, you should be eager to go out and score more points, at least get more assists. Um, the only key, the only real bright spot I see from this team is Nigel Caesar. I um, believe he's not the starter. Um, I don't know why he's not the starter. He puts up, um, he, he just makes it look easy out there. He gets in the paint, and he makes it look easy. He goes up. And it doesn't look like he's working out there. It just looks effortless from him. And I don't see the same from Nate Martin. I don't see it from the other bigs on this team. And 
I said in the beginning of the season, if the way that they start is not how you start, it's how you finish, but they're just not clicking in conference play. Yeah, I uh, I noticed when I was uh, following it that the Texas State men's Twitter, they tweeted out how well Nate Martin had started out the game. Mm-hmm. But you look at check the box score, you see he only finished with six points. Exactly. And you got to wonder, like, why did we stop feeding him the ball and everything, you know? So I think there needs to be a sense of continuity where we continue to play with force and continue to try to get to the rim, continue to establish our, you know, presence in the paint, exactly. continue to rebound the ball, you know. Those are the type of things that you need to do to win ball games. Uh, we can't continue to lose games and then think that we're going to get back on track just to drop a couple more. Time yeah. is running out. You know, it's still a little early as we pass the halfway point in conference play, but we we need to go ahead and make a move now. Yeah, um, to speak on your point about um, Mason, like, wanting to get his shot going, I mean, I agree with that, especially with him coming back from injury like that. And it wasn't from lack of effort that he didn't get his shot wasn't going. He was 3 for 12 from the field. 0 for 3 from the three-point line. So coming back from injury like that, I, I understand your shot might not be going, but if that's the case, we we would need you to kind of be effective in a, in another way, try to get your teammates going. And he only had two assists. So as the starting point guard, when your shot's not falling, you got to find a way to get your teammates involved, find another way to impact the game. And we just didn't really have that from him in that game. So I feel like that was a big part in that loss as well. Well, the Bobcats will be looking to bounce back from this previous defeat against Louisiana this Saturday as they will go to Troy, Alabama and host the number eighth ranked in the conference, Troy Trojans. Now, they only have seven games left in this regular season, including that game Saturday against Troy. So the last time these two teams met, though, Troy won 55 to 52. And that just so happened to be on the last day of 2022 uh, New Year's Eve. So uh, the game will be on here live, though, at 5.30 for pregame. So y'all make sure to tune into that. But we're going to switch to the other Bobcats basketball team, and that's the women's basketball team, who suffered yet again another loss last night as they fell 84-78 to against the Troy Trojans, uh, where they are now 15-7 and overall and 7-4 and in conference. Now, last night, Ja'Kayla Bowie led the way with a season high of 20 points, and Danasia Hood had her fifth double-double on the season with 17 points and 11 rebounds. So they they were putting up the numbers. But I just want to point out real quick, the thing that uh, we were talking about earlier is I noticed that the Bobcats, about midway through the fourth quarter, the Trojans really stepped up that full-court trap, Mm -hmm. and the Bobcats could not prevent it or go through it at all I mean they were turning the ball over they just didn't know what to do with the ball so you know great heads up uh defensive strategy from the Trojans and it ultimately worked for them yeah I saw that game as well um recording some game footage for uh, a class but just looking in that last fourth quarter and part of the third quarter they just couldn't break the press. And it's like you practice it. I mean, I hope they practice that. I mean, I've seen the men's basketball team practice it, and they're able to break presses easy. They just could not break the press, and they turned it over and turned it over. And I believe they should have won that game, even with them not being able to break the press or have all the turnovers they had. Ja'Kayla Bowie looked like Kobe Bryant out there. <laughs> I mean, just they fed her the ball, and she got, she got buckets. So I don't see... Besides the press break and the fouls, I don't see how they lose this game. They had an opportunity to win it, and it just slipped from them. I believe they're the best team. They could be the best team in the conference. They could finish number one. They're solid all around defensively and offensively. I think the way that they've been able to bounce back from their mediocre, I think they're mediocre pretty much last year. 
But the way that they've bounced back with the pieces that they've got and the way that this team just has a continuity about them and they're persistent each and every game, I believe that they can go far and win the Sun Belt Conference easily uh, this year. Yeah, I was able to speak with uh, Coach Antoine last night after reporting last night's game, and uh, I believe she still has the squad locked in. Mm -hmm. I believe that this women's group is poised and, you know, vetted and ready to make a push. They understand what's required from them to go ahead and make that extra push and get ready come towards the end of the season. Uh, it's interesting, though. I believe this game is an anom anomaly because if you look at the box score and even watching it live, Troy did not hit a single three-point shot all night. And if you look at the free throw discrepancy, Troy shot, I believe, 31 free throws. They went 22 of 31 for the line with Texas State only shooting eight free throws. Mm -hmm. So it was a 31 to eight. I should say disadvantage for the Bobcats at the free throw line yeah. last night. So that's kind of hard to overcome when you have that and everything going your way. You know, the refs are going to be perfect every night. They're human. And you got to find a way to overcome that. That's what Coach said. You got to find a way to overcome adversity. Mm -hmm. So I believe the girls will be able to do that in their next matchup. So last time I was here, I talked about how rebounding is a very big key uh, that you want to have and something that you really want to focus on. And in that game, Troy had 49 rebounds to the Bobcats, 34 rebounds, and then second-chance points. The Troy had 15 second-chance points to the Bobcats, 6. And so I feel like that's, a, that's almost a whole 10-point swing in second-chance points. So getting those rebounds, especially on the offensive side, and being able to go back up with it, score some points on that, that's extra possessions, extra points that you need to win a close game like this. You were talking about the free throws. It reminded me. Uh, I mean, it seemed like that whole fourth quarter, the Trojans were in bonus. I mean, we instantly fouled them, used our five fouls, and they were always in the bonus. Meanwhile, we didn't get into the bonus until like the last two minutes of the fourth quarter. Yeah. Uh, so the foul trouble was definitely there. But it was, I mean, y'all noticed, it was definitely a physical game. Oh, yeah. I Bodies mean, hitting the floor. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, it got chippy here and there. Uh, nothing too severe, but it was definitely a physical game. Uh, probably the most physical I've seen all season uh, for this team. But uh, like we said, uh, the Bobcats ended up losing that one 84 to 78, and they are now fourth in the conference. Uh, but luckily for them, their next opponent will be the ULM Warhawks, which ULM currently is third to last right now in the conference standings. And the last time these two teams met, the Bobcats ultimately won 65 to 57. So if y'all want to listen to that game or watch or whatever, uh, go out to it, but if you can't make it out to it, it will be live right here, right around 1.50 on Saturday here on KTSW. So y'all make sure to tune into that one. We will have a great call for you. But that's going to be about our halfway point here in this Friday morning edition of Bobcat Radio. So we are going to take a quick break, but don't go anywhere. We've got some San Marcos basketball and some national news coming at you live on the other side of this break. You're listening to KTSW Sam Marcus. And welcome back to this freezing Friday morning edition of Bobcat Radio. As we're going to switch things over and talk about some Sam Marcus basketball. So we'll first start off with the Sam Marcus girls basketball. As tonight they'll be hosting their district rival, the Cibolo Steel, uh, Cibolo Steel Knights. I had to remember their mascot for a second. <laughs> Um, as we will have our very own Joey Gonzalez and John Carlo Cacho on the call right around 7 o'clock. So y'all make sure to tune in tonight. But guys, 
I mean, this girls' basketball team, pretty much, no offense, but the complete opposite of the boys' basketball team. Uh, they are currently 1-6 in district, and uh, it has not looked good for them. And tonight, they're hosting the Cibolo Steel Knights, which they're second in district right now. Uh, the last time these two teams met, uh, St. Marcus lost 38-33. to So, I mean, what, what do they have to do to win tonight? What do they have to do to get back in the playoff conversation? Uh, look, they are not, and like you said, they're just not the same as the boys, but you can't let you know other teams or other records or what your current record is define you. You have to bounce back, and I think this this team is strong enough to do that. I've seen them last year. I've seen the pieces that they have. They have some good offense. They have some good defense. I'm excited to see them tonight, but you know the women's in that district, girls' basketball is tough, especially being in that district in San Antonio. They're tough um, to to try to get over and beat but going in tonight you just can't you just can't let what people say like what we say on air what media says what your parents say what your classmates are saying you just can't let that affect you <clears throat> excuse me but um just going in tonight you just have to play for each other that's i think that's the beauty of high school sports especially high school basketball i played myself just playing for one another and not worrying about what other people have to say is um, is what's going to give this team success and maybe turn them around in the district uh, coming later. Yeah, I'm. they hear the noise and everything, so I'm not going to bash them or anything like that. They hear what everybody is saying, and you got to remember these are still teenagers that are playing the sport of basketball. So I believe for them to get back on track, you know, you just go out there and you play your brand of basketball. You stick to the fundamentals, and you do what you know works. You know, put the ball on the square, rebound the ball, box out, you know, Let's let's play defense for each other. Play as a team. Let's not get into each other and start playing for yourself because that's not going to get you anywhere. Let's play as a team and just go out there and have fun. That's yeah. the main. That's the main thing that you're trying to accomplish. The main goal. Just go out there and have fun. Yeah, I agree with both of y'all. Like at this point in the season, like I mean, like y'all said, they're high school kids. They're they should be playing, they should be out there playing for each other, doing whatever it takes just to I mean really get better at the game. Use this time as a chance to practice, as a time to really find out what, you, what you're what you good at. I mean, just build on for next year. I mean, a lot of these girls will be returning their high school kids, so there's a lot of room for improvement, a lot of, a lot of time for them to get better at the game. Well, tonight is senior night, so y'all make sure to go out and support those seniors if y'all are listening. Uh, but we also want to clarify, uh, Tuesday night's game was moved. It is going to be tomorrow at 2 p.m. at the Snake Pit. Uh, so y'all make sure to go out to that. We would be broadcasting that, but we are going to be broadcasting the Texas State women's game right at the same time. So uh, if y'all aren't able to listen to the win- women's game, go out and support the Lady Rattlers as they will be hosting the Shirt Clemens Buffaloes tomorrow at 2 p.m. here in San Marcos. But let's switch it to the other one, uh, the boys basketball team. I mean, they are, I mean, we've talked about it all year long. They're dominant. They are doing fantastic as they will be hosting or they will be traveling to Cibolo Steel tonight and playing the Steel Knights, uh, who are currently third in district. And the last time that these two teams met, San Marcus won by 30 points, 76 to 46. And I remember I actually got to call that game, and that game was close in the first half. It was, I, I don't remember the exact differential, but it was very close. It was just the second half where I don't know what Coach Miller said, but they came out and dominated the. Uh, steel knights and ultimately won by 30 so i mean this this boys basketball team we've been talking about it all year long still on that 24 game win streak and currently sitting in that number one spot in district looking good with playoffs coming up in two three weeks 
What are y'all What are y'all thinking about these guys? Oh my goodness, this team is a force to be reckoned with. Um, just the pieces that they have. Some of them are going to be at Texas State next year on the men's basketball team, and just the way that they they play for each other and they like they have each other's backs. And when it gets chippy down um, in the pain or just foul calls with other teams, they have each other's back and they don't let you know they don't let their brothers down. So the way that they've just been playing offensively, defensively is strong. I'm excited to see them tonight. I've uh, produced a few games. So I've heard the calls. Um, they just know how to play for each other. And they're a successful group. The program has uh, really bounced back in the past couple of years, especially in the, being in a new district, in a tough district. Um, I would say this district is a little, it's a little different when it comes to boys basketball. But just the way that they've been able to play for each other, and uh, execute what coach has been telling them is just been exciting to see. I mean, thirty. I think according to Max, first to thirty and two. I believe that's correct. Mm-hmm. So having that record, I mean, they can go far. I mean, I believe the San Marcos High School boys <laughs> Rattlers team is state champion. You know, bound um, just the way that they've been playing, and if they can continue that momentum towards the end of the season, going into playoffs, I mean, they're the only ones that can stop themselves from succeeding. Yeah, uh, major shout-out to Texas State commit senior Caden Gums. He is leading, I believe, the state in assist, the state of Texas, with seven assists per game. That is very elite when it comes to high school basketball. So major shout-out to him for just being the floor general for this team and allowing them, you know, this team, they are so cohesive and work together so well. They play to each other's strengths, and I believe that has been the main factor for this 24-game win streak. So they will look to keep it going and, like you said, gear up for the playoffs and hopefully make a deep run. Yeah, man, with five games left, this team has a real shot of going 35-2. and two. <laughs> They tend to know in district, look, going into the playoffs. This is a, with the with the momentum they have building right now, they have a real, like y'all said, they are champion, state championship bound. They got to carry this momentum, keep playing the way they're playing, follow, um, just follow that leadership that they have with those seniors. With you said, Caden Gums and um, Malik Presley leading the team, they have like they, they have some real leaders out there. I mean, it's pretty wild. Uh, what a difference a year make. I mean, it's a complete 180 from last year. Last year, we were talking about what did they have to do to get in the playoffs. This year, we're talking about what did they have to do to secure that number one spot to go into the playoffs. So it's it's pretty wild what a complete turnaround uh, Coach Miller has really done with that team in the past uh, second season now, uh, two seasons for him. Uh, but that is going to do it for our Sam Marcus High School Talk. Uh, as we uh, just want to mention one more time, tonight the girls' basketball will be playing here in San Marcos against the Civilo Steel Knights and our very own Giancarlo Cacho and Joey Gonzalez will be on the call right around the 7 o'clock mark, so y'all make sure to tune into that. But guys, let's switch it over to the national segment. Uh, We've been waiting for this for a while. All-Star reserves are officially announced for the NBA All-Star game, and I'll just go through them real quickly here. Uh, From the eastern side, you have Jalen Brown, Tyrese Halliburton, Drew Holiday, Joel Embiid, Bam Adebayo, Julius Randle, and Demar DeRozan. From the western side, you got Yaw Morant, Shea... Gilgis Alexander, Dame Lillard, Dame Time over there, DeMontis Sabonis, Paul George, Lori, Mark Hannon, and Jaron Jackson Jr. I mean, guys, what are y'all what are y'all thinking about these reserves? Who do y'all want to go where? What? I, I already I first off the bat, 
Anthony Davis was robbed. Um, oh, I know you're gonna. Wow. Uh, people are gonna look at. He would have gotten amount, injured. The, so. the, <laughs> exactly. People are gonna look at the amount of games he's played. But Jaron Jackson Jr. is played like they're played the similar amount of time in this this season. And Anthony Davis is leading him in every single stat. I'm with you on that. Jaron Jackson Jr. I don't believe should be an All Star. So I mean, it might not be for Anthony Davis, but Jaron Jackson shouldn't be yeah, an All Star. Exactly. He is, his. I'm pretty sure there's something going on with his stats over there in Memphis. Um, I'm not. I'm not too sure about. It, so I don't want to like speak too much on it. But they they got some fishy stuff going on over there with Jaron Jackson Jr. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to take away from any of these guys. Congratulations to all of them. But you you will always have players that feel like they're a snub. Just like uh, James Harden took to social media last oh, yeah. night and he voiced out his concerns, feeling like he was robbed. And I believe he to quote he said the disrespect. Yep. So, you know, you will always have guys that feel like that. You also have Jalen Brunson of the New York Knicks, who has posted some career-high stats, who feels like he should have made it. Um, but congratulations to these guys. I'm looking forward to seeing, I believe, first-time All-Star Tyrese Halliburton oh, yeah. the Indiana Pacers make his debut in the All-Star game. It's interesting to me because me and Paxton were talking about earlier um, the trade. It was such an itch- interesting yeah. trade. Tyrese and um, DeMontis, they were practically traded for each other, and now both of them are all-stars this year, so it's interesting. Talk about a win-win trade for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'm not not too mad at the all-star selections with the reserve side, but I think De'Aaron Fox should have been in there. Uh, I know I saw NBA um, on TNT um, before the game last night, and I mean, Charles Barkley said he should have been in. Kenny, I think Shaq, and they all agreed Darren Fox should have been in. And I, I just don't believe that. But who would you have put him over? Because you look at the guard lineup. You look, you got John right, Morant, yeah, Shea Gilgis. I take, I put him over Shea. Really? Because they're winning, and Shea's team is not winning. But you got to remember the All Star Game is really not true. A, it's I, not a case of win lose. I get it, but like, if you're the guy mm-hmm. for your team. And y'all are in the bottom. I mean, I'm a Spurs fan, and we have no guys. It's like probably Keldon Johnson, and that's it. And that's on a good day, you know. Um, y'all got so soaking. He's, yeah, he's, yeah, he's in the Rising Stars game, but we're talking All Stars here. You know? You're like, right. You're right. So when you are the guy for your team, and you guys are n- for sure not going to make the playoffs, like the Oklahoma City Thunder are, they're not going to make the playoffs. And I put that on everything. <laughs> all right, I'll put money on that. But you got. Sacramento Kings, who have just really taken the time to develop their team and develop the squad, make some moves, move Ty's Halliburton, who's also an all-star, which I believe he should be. Um, I just think you take... I would put him over Shea. But Shea deserves it. He's put up stats. Good stats. He's a baller. Yeah, and also first-time all-star and surprise name, Laurie Markkanen of the Utah Jazz. Laurie Markkanen. Yeah, it just just takes the right system to get you into... It's an all-star game. That's a, yeah, and it, that's yeah. another win-win trade. Yeah, uh, oh, yeah. like we were talking about. Absolutely, and it, it also plays a part into like what conference you're in because I mean, Laurie Marketing now that he's in the West, he'll make it. But then you see someone like Pascal Siakam who's in the East. He's averaging twenty over twenty-five, eight rebounds, six plus assists, and so. But he's in the East, and so you got the big man with Joel Embiid out there, and so he's just. I mean, you just kind of. You run out of so you run out of spots on the team. Yeah, uh, a couple of things real quick on All Star. Do y'all know when they're announcing the dunk contest participants? Oh, I think that's next week. How about, I'm curious to see who they'll choose for that, and then also when is the actual when will like they the pick? 
Oh, okay. Like, oh. Who, who, when will the captains pick? Do y'all know that? Oh, that's before the game. They picked before yeah. the game. Okay. They changed it this year, so yeah. it'd be right before the game. Oh, wow. It's just like, like a pickup, pickup game, game right? Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty like, cool. I got you, I got you, I got you. That's <laughs> yeah. pretty cool. Oh, yeah, but they actually have announced the uh, dunk contest participants. You got oh, please tell me. K.J. Martin of the Houston Rockets. Okay. Oh. Mac McClung. He's a uh, G League like, player, so that'll be interesting to see how he fares. He was nice in high school. His, yeah. I mean, his oh, mixtape I mean, was insane. Those, hi- those highlights, yeah. Oh, yeah. You got Trey Murphy of the New Orleans Pelicans and Shaden Sharp of the Portland Trailblazers. Interesting. Just Shannon, as long as it's Shannon better Sharp's than last year. We need to get back to the star players doing the dunk contest. John Williamson. John Morant. They need to be in the dunk contest. Yes, that would be exactly. so much better. Yeah, but you think about it. I think, do you think that they do it because if they miss the dunks, the bad press that will come from it? No one really cares I mean, about it. Yeah. It's the dunk contest. The dunk contest. If, that contest if you're out there trying to do something crazy and you miss, no one's going to be like, oh, he sucks. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. It'd be like, you know what? Don't pay him the max. Yeah. He missed two dunks. No man. I think the only person I've ever heard bring up a dunk contest and like an actual debate is Skip Bayless. He he tries to bring up like LeBron's <laughs> never done the dunk contest, so he's not as good as Jordan. Yeah, but Skip reaches for straws. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you know that's going to do it for All Star Talk. But one last segment that we want to talk about, we have to because it seems like the next time we'll be able to talk about it, he might have already passed it, and that's LeBron James. He's currently sixty three points away from passing Kareem on the all-time scoring list. And I just want to go through the Lakers' uh, schedule. Uh, tomorrow they play the Pelicans. Tuesday they'll play against the Thunder. Uh, next Thursday they'll play against the Bucks, And next Saturday they'll play against the Warriors. What are y'all, when, who do y'all, what opponent do y'all think he'll do it against? I think it'll be the Bucks. Um, he, LeBron James is very meticulous, and he knows yeah. he knows what he's doing. Uh, yeah. We know that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, the current sitting all-time leading scorer played the majority of his career with the Milwaukee Bucks, so it would just be, it would be poetic for him to do it against the Bucks at Staples. Well, no, not Staples Center, not Staples <laughs> Crypto. Center, Crypto.com Arena. Whatever. So, I think it'll be, it'll be high energy, poetic. Mm-hmm. I'm just so excited to see him. See the goat, the greatest of all time, yeah. past the all-time score record. Yeah, man, I agree definitely. Because I mean, he's only he's so close, and that's probably around like twenty some points a game. And even the way he's been playing, it's, as of late, he's averaging almost I think above thirty. So he'll definitely be. I think that Bucks game. You think he'll bring out the sky hook to do it? I, th- I see he's been well, like practicing that. He did that. I think he's been practicing that <laughs> in, cool. in pregame. So that'd be kind of crazy to do it against his team with his move. That'd be. Oh my god. That's you know cool. Kareem's going to be in attendance there. Oh, for yeah. oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, he has to be. Yeah. But um, my take on that, I mean, if he does it against Milwaukee, I think he'll do it against Milwaukee. But I remember seeing an interview with Magic Johnson saying, like, if LeBron passes Kareem, Kareem's not going to be happy about it. Because <laughs> Kareem, I mean, that record, I thought growing up, was going to stand the time till I die. You, you know, know like the Wilt one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, And the thing is, LeBron didn't even try to chase this record. Yeah, He's just that great of a player and that great of just a phenom and an icon in this sport that he's going to pass it and i mean i just being able to witness that i'm just grateful to see like lebron's career growing up i wonder if his teammates are going to do like what they did at kobe where they're just going to keep passing the rock trying to get through (laughs) that 63 real quick i mean they're trying to win too yeah that's true that's true but like we mentioned uh uh he could easily do it within three games. That's how many games it will take in, before they reach the Bucks. 
So what is 63 divided by three? I'm not doing that math. I'm but not doing that. 21. Oh, yeah, there you go. 21 <laughs> points per game. He could easily do that. Oh, so, yeah. um, But anyway, we're going to leave you all with that. LeBron is 63 away, and probably by next if if this if he does it against the Bucks, we got a topic to talk about on oh, BCR yeah, next Friday. So there we, we go. go. But uh, anyway, we're gonna end it with that, and I'll throw it to John Carlo Cacho with our freezing weather update. Oh yeah, I'm in meteorology class. So I'm I'm you know I'm valid <laughs> to tell you this information. But it's 47 degrees currently in San Marcos, San Marvelous. Um, but the gusts are up to 18 miles per hour. I felt them on my way here to the studio. Um, so. We're looking at a high about 53 at 3 p.m. for the rest of the day. And then for your weekend, a high of 59 Saturday, low at 34, partly cloudy. And then Sunday, it will be a nice 71 degrees. Mm. God willing. And 42 low with it sunny on Sunday. But yeah. Well, thank you for that uh, weather report. And that is going to do it for today's Friday morning edition of Bobcat Radio. If you're sad to see us go, do not worry, because we will have you covered again with everything Bobcat, National, and Rattler related on our Monday edition of Bobcat Radio next week. Now, if you enjoyed this episode of Bobcat Radio and want to continue hearing our wonderful voices, then make sure to keep up with us by following us at KTSW Sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Spotify. Also, don't forget to tune into this weekend slate of San Marcos High School girls basketball and both men's and women's Texas State basketball. For John Carlo Cacho, Thomas Terry, and Orlando Smart, I'm Paxton Graff, thanking you for listening to this Friday edition of Bobcat Radio. Now, let's get you back to the other side of radio.